0: Hello trailblazers, today's episode we're going to dive into what it looks like to create content that sells your services for you. And I want to speak in particular to, again, the coaches out there because this is my niche, this is my jam, this is who I serve, and I know that you're going to get so much value from this because it is a method that is tried and tested. It's a method that I use, it's a method that I teach my students inside my program, and it's a method that has made hundreds and thousands of dollars for a lot of you, okay? Now, before I get into it, I thought I'd preface that this podcast episode is really coming from a place of seeing a lot, as in a lot of coaches out there doing this cookie cutter style of marketing and I've found that it just feels icky. You know, you hop onto a Facebook group or you scroll through your Instagram feed and you just you're bombarded with people who are just trying to sell, sell, sell. And what's what's horrible about it is that you know, we've all fallen into the trap and sometimes we don't even know that we're in it. Sometimes we don't even know that our marketing is icky and that it's actually working against us rather than for us. And so I find this super interesting because in the online marketplace of social media, I just I think there's a lot of gaps to be filled. You know, we are taught we learn from our big marketing gurus and our big coaches out there that we're we're here to build know, like, and trust. We're here to give value and people will buy our services if we give value and we are consistent and all of these things. Like we know the foundations, we know the principles, but what ends up happening is we end up overworking these foundations and overexerting on them because we we want a certain outcome to happen immediately. We want to force you know, the conversion process. We want to force the, the rate in which people buy from us. And I see this a lot in newer coaches and in newer entrepreneurs who are just in constant hustle mode because of the disbelief they have in themselves, right? The disbelief is always going to come from a sense of inadequacy. And this is why, you know, when it comes to creating content, my bad, content that converts, it's important that you understand what your belief has to do with it. Why sales and selling has everything to do with your capacity to be sold on your value. Okay, this is another principle I teach inside my program, and it's something that has, infinitely changed my perspective on sales and selling and how easy and how fun it can actually be i used to think it was terrifying to be able to sell anything okay did that scare the heck out of you or what (laughs) um i just yeah i don't know what the heck happened but my building just got evacuated but we're all clear now if you are listening to this i am safe um okay so i just thought i'd leave that in there for you know the theatrics and to keep things spicy um but i'm sorry if that gave you like a heart attack or something (laughs) okay all right let's get into it so i i forgot what i was saying but i'm just gonna dive right into what we are going to talk about today this is gonna be super duper juicy so get ready buckle up okay Now, let's talk about the content that will sell your services for you. Here's the thing, right? If you are on social media and you are trying to sell anything, you have to understand that the platform is a social platform. If you are on social media and you are using it like a marketplace, then my friends, people are going to turn away from you immediately you're going to repel people i don't care how good your branding is how good your marketing is how how many hashtags you use or what hashtags you use the way that you grow your business on social media has to be according to the way the platform is designed and so keyword guys social 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 Oh, I can't talk. Social media, all right? Social media is a powerful platform if you do not know it already or if you have not experienced it in your business already. I want you to stop and think about just how the platform actually operates. Like, take your business out of it and just think about how the platform is designed, all right? Social media is designed for humans to interact, to build relationships, and to nurture these relationships, right? So if you're going to be creating content that isn't actually building relationship, that isn't actually um, sharing with people the ins and outs of life and evoking emotion in the way that a normal person would be using a social platform, then my friends, your marketing is not going to be effective. In the same way, if you are showing up in your presence, this is different to posting, your presence, meaning how you engage with people, if your presence is robotic and structured and rigid and you're putting out cold dms and you're sending out scripts like clearly you're going to repel people because again that is not real human to human interaction okay when it comes to creating content your content will only be as effective as the emotion that you put behind creating it i tell my clients this all the time if you are creating content and it's feeling bland and boring and repetitive then chances are your audience is thinking the exact same way and they're probably feeling the exact same way too effective content has impact because people do not buy with their brain we buy with our emotions we buy and we make purchases we make investments based on a way that we want to feel we like to think that we buy with our brains and we whip out our spreadsheets and budgets to give ourselves a little bit of comfort around you know our buying decisions but Ultimately, we are still buying out of emotion because we desire to feel a certain way that we do not currently feel. We desire to change our state of being. I will buy, let's say, uh, an, an impulse McFlurry when I drive past McDonald's because I desire to feel a certain way. And my feelings have told me that I want to be satisfied and the way to be satisfied is through having a McFlurry and satisfying that craving. I will buy out of emotion and deciding, you know, what to buy is also going to come through that process of emotion, deciding whether you want to buy the $100 pair of jeans versus the $10 pair of jeans is also going to come from an emotion. And sometimes the emotion is coming from how much money it's going to cost in our relationship with that money. Or sometimes the emotion is going to come from the feeling of having that pair of jeans. If that expensive pair of jeans is going to have us feeling better about ourselves than the $10 pair of jeans, we're likely to buy the most expensive one, okay? And a lot of this has been reinforced through marketing. Um, It's been enforced through messages that we've seen in media, in the movies. And so all of that to say, if you're gonna be creating content and you're you're marketing on the online space, especially a social platform, you wanna realize the, the strong connection that exists between buying and emotion. And this is why when you create content, it has to be more than just educational or expert building. It has to essentially have an impact. It has to transform a person's state of being, okay? Content that has impact is one that facilitates a level of connection. It's one that builds trust in such a way that it's not just about building trust in you as the person they are potentially buying from, but it's about building trust in themselves. That ultimately, if they were to take the leap and invest in your service, that it would change their state, right? It's a diff... It's one thing to you know, give value, which is what we're told and which is what I see a lot of people doing, but it's another thing to place value. And this is a point that I really want to drive home to you guys, because maybe it's something you've never heard before in the content marketing space. When you understand the difference between giving value and placing value, and you're able to do both in a dynamic and powerful way, that's when you have nailed your high-impact content creation process that's when you have nailed the art of being able to social sell on a platform like Instagram, for example. You see, giving value is, you know, helping people with, let's say, their the tips or the how-to, or it may be even highlighting to them, you know, what they're doing wrong and why they're doing it wrong, right? I, I learned that If you want to create powerful content that's going to sell your services, you need to show them what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing and what it's creating and why they're doing what they're doing and like highlighting all of the things that are wrong and then pointing the solution to yourself to your service basically using your service to fill the gap to say hey this is what you've been doing wrong and this is how to do it right and i can give it to you and whilst i do think this works to a certain capacity social media and the users of social media have evolved to understand that there is a lot of marketing happening on this platform and they have intuitively adjusted their minds and brains and you'll find that you've done this as well to switch off Whenever you sense that icky cookie cutter marketing, when you sense a tactic being used on you, your, your instinct is to shut off. You scroll past it and you'd for, you begin to form a dislike or a distaste for that company or that person who continues to do that method because you feel like you're being used. You feel like you're being attacked on a platform that is meant to be safe. It's a social platform. You didn't go on there to buy. All right. And I don't care if you're a business. You have to understand this. OK, so then what is placing value and how is it different to giving value? Well, here's what I believe. If you were to place value on people, you are highlighting what is good inside of them. You are placing value on them. Because scarcity marketing will have you believe that you have less. It will have you believe that you are missing certain things. And whilst it may be true, you don't have a certain methodology, you don't have the certain tactic or the certain um, process in order to boost your sales or whatever, or in order to, to have people buy your coaching The point is that with social selling, you cannot connect with people if you are constantly taking away their sense of value. You're taking away their capacity to believe that they actually have more inside of them than they think. And this is a revolutionary way of thinking because for a long time, scarcity marketing has just always been the go-to. It's been the thing that's worked. But again, we are becoming more aware of these things as people and we're becoming more aware of the things that we like and dislike. And this is why it is so powerful once you realize that it's not just about giving value, it's about placing value. It's about empowering people to see that they have value inside of them. And this is what I remember my own coach telling me, that we have to believe, we have to choose to believe in our work, especially as coaches, that people are bigger than themselves. That people will actually be, invest in themselves, that they don't need to be dragged kicking and screaming into buying your service. We have to hold the belief when we show up that the people who truly want it and truly believe that they have the capacity inside of them and truly are willing to put in the work will be the ones to rise up and take action. Placing value on people is what makes you a leader because leaders do not stand on top of their people and tell them this is what's wrong with you and this is what you need to do, this is what you have to do. Leaders trust their people. Leaders see the value in their people to create crazy results. But what they do is they provide a framework or a guideline in which these results can be made possible. They assist and support, they equip and empower leaders do not take away people's value they place value on people and so how does this how does this translate to your marketing well let me give you an example and then i'm going to do i'm going to dive into a quick formula and then we're going to give you a little bit of a uh, a practical do's and don'ts list when it comes to creating content that sells your coaching for you Okay. Now, an example in my world where I've seen this happen is when I decided that I was actually straight up bored with my content. I was literally done with my content and the kind of content I was creating. It was boring, repetitive, and so like it just felt like textbook, you know? And you know what I mean? I know you know what I mean because you're probably in that place creating this kind of content too. But I was bored of it, straight up bored. And I just thought to myself, surely this isn't what content creation is supposed to feel like. Because content creation is is powerful and it's the very vessel that will have me um, connect with potential clients and convert these leads. Like, there is nothing, nothing, nothing good about having a content creation process that you are bored of. Because again, lead gen and your content is everything In your business and so if content such a huge component of your business and your business growth is scarce and it's coming from an icky place then clearly you are not creating from a place of abundance and it's gonna translate into your results you're not gonna get results or at least you're not gonna get results that you like right and so when I decided that I was sick of my content I took a break as many of us would And in that break, I realized I don't want to stop showing up because I love showing up. It's just the way I've been showing up has been so bland. And so I asked myself, why have I been showing up in a certain way? Because clearly it's not the way I want to show up. And I realized I uncovered that it's because all these gurus or all of these trends were that I needed to look this way, sound this way, post a certain way. And I didn't like that. I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I didn't like that. It was hard to create this content in business repetitively and to not feel truly aligned with it because I felt restricted. I felt like I wasn't actually saying or doing the stuff that I wanted to do. I felt like if I shared my personal world, people would be like not interested and they would walk away and, and be like, what is she doing, right? We often think that we can't share anything outside of our businesses because we think we will lose followers or we think that people will get confused. I mean, try it, try it for a week, guys. And that's actually what I did. I tried it and people actually cared. And you know what? I reckon people did leave, but I was too occupied with how much fun I was having and how many people were engaging because they were loving, they were interacting, they were laughing at my content with me and I was having fun. I was too occupied with these people who were staying and engaging versus all the people that were walking away right and our biggest fear is that when we start to get vulnerable when we start to get real and raw and honest and transparent our fear is that people will walk away but i realized so what if they walk away they're not your people they're not going to buy from you anyway anyway what's the actual loss there the actual loss is that you're trying to show up online in a way that you think will please people and you're not creating the result that you want, you're not facilitating community in any way, and you're hiding who you truly are. If you are going to make content work for your business, you're going to need to get vulnerable. You're going to need to get vulnerable. And it's a it's a journey in and of itself to become trusting enough of your abilities and your strengths and your qualities and your quirks and characteristics it's an art to be able to get to that place and it's also an art to be able to have it translate onto your social platform and this is why social selling isn't just something you can teach in a single post or you know in a single Masterclass. this is why i work with my clients through their identity through their business mission through their goals and then how they're showing up online we create for you a a way in which you can comfortably express yourself on a social platform and you know what guys in the beginning it's gonna feel like you're talking to a brick wall if you have a small pool of followers you'll be tempted to think that no one is interested but i promise you Even with 100 followers, you can sign a client. Because out of those 100, you may have 50 genuine people who are actually interested in you. Versus having 1,000 and having like 5 people be interested in you. I would rather that you connect and truly know the people in your community. And that you make the time, you put in the effort to share your world, your life, your message, and your mission the way that you comfortable with and i guarantee you if you do that you will you will have people coming to you and not only that it makes your sales process so much easier because you find that your people will just come to you it may take time but you know consistency is everything it's a rule of life it may take time but if you are consistent enough you'll find that that selling process gets easier. Your people come to you. They find you. They approach you. They DM you. They tell you what's going on. And that process of trust building is so much easier. Because not only that, they they relate to you. They understand you. And they have already self-selected into working with you based on how vulnerable you've been. I can't tell you how many people have told me in my DMs, just popped up out of nowhere, telling me, Nicole, I feel like you know me and you get me and I'm just going to tell you everything that's going on right now and I want your help. Like, they popped up out of nowhere but any bet, whether they came into my account yesterday, last week or a year ago, my content did the nurturing, my content did the selling and each and every time, the consult call has been short and sweet. Okay? We're not going to get into all the nurturing stuff, the lead nurture stuff, because that's a whole nother podcast. But all of that to say, right, if you are going to, let's say, enter a four-month container with someone in coaching, or you go- you want to have this client sign up with your services and have them be a loyal client who, you know, you're, you're going to be able to retain them as a lifetime client. If you want that kind of business and that kind of relationship with your clientele, you're going to need to start getting vulnerable because no one goes on a road trip or on a on a travel um, adventure with a person that is a complete stranger. In the same way, no one is going to sign up to your service if they don't feel like they know you. And I know that you can get away with having content that isn't necessarily personal. Um, I know that you can get away with just purely giving expertise and value and stuff like that. But I find that if you're in the business of transforming people's lives and building genuine relationships with people and building lifetime connections and you want to work with clients who who you love and love you, then then this is key. All right. So the formula that I want to walk you through, I'm going to do it real quick, but it's actually it's a formula that I teach inside of my program. And I did an IGTV It was an IG live. Now it's on IGTV on my Instagram. Walking you through all of this and the concept of social selling. I break this concept down for you there in much more detail. But I thought I would touch on it here because it is very, very relevant to this process, right? I talk about the four phases of trust building in the online space. And it actually applies in everyday life as well. But when it comes to having someone buy into your service let's say you're coaching, you have to realize that the first phase is that they are going to be strangers or acquaintances. They're going to be people who are floating around in the space and they're not your besties. They're just acquaintances. They, they may know a little bit about you or they may be just getting to know you, but there's no real facilitated connection there. No real relationship. The next phase of that trust process is that they become your friend so from acquaintance or stranger they become your friend in a friendship there is a lot more relatability there's a lot more knowing of the person what they're about who they are and an opinion is typically formed in a friendship and this is why in life you're friends with certain people and you're not friends with certain people so when you again when you realize that oh, there are some people in the online space that are my friends and there are some people that are my acquaintance, you'll be able to qualify who are people that are actually interested and who are your people, okay? After the friendship stage is the relationship stage. Now, what is the difference? Let's say I have a partner and if I look at the relationship I have with my partner versus my high school friend, It's going to be significantly different. The quality of what I share with my partner is going to be significantly different simply because of the nature of the relationship. And one of the key things is intimacy, right? With your partner in a relationship, there is a deeper level of intimacy. And what that looks like or translates to on the online space is trust. It's this sense of... You can tell me things. You can even call me out on things and it will be okay because I trust that you know what's best for me. And I have I have mutually agreed whether it's through engaging in your posts and liking your stuff and engaging in the polls and telling you things in the DM like there's a level of trust that is different to a person who is just floating around and isn't really really in that space to learn from you or not even learn, to to hear what you have to say and to not be offended by it, right? A lot of people who are in your um, lead pool in the friendship stage are likely to just be floaters. Whereas the people in your... Lead pool who are a lot warmer to hotter are going to be in the relationship stage because maybe they relate to you but they also trust you as that expert to kind of say this is what you're doing wrong and this is what you can be doing and at this stage they're more likely to buy from you because there is that trust there's that trust there and in, notice as well that in the relationship stage, the intimacy piece is them being able to trust that you have no hidden agenda. You ever go onto someone's page and you just kind of feel icky, like you feel like there's an agenda here and they're trying to get me to do something, right? That is, that is not someone you have a relationship with because there's clearly no trust there. You have trust issues there and I wouldn't blame you but when you go onto someone's page and you feel almost right at home, you feel comfortable to explore and and to comment on things and you feel and even though even if you know they have a business and they have services, you don't feel as though you're going to get jumped on, like it's not sharky, you know? That's that's how you know they're in the relationship stage and that's where you want to be. That's a sweet spot. Now the last stage is leadership. Leadership is everything, all right? We have a lot of people posing to be experts and I do I do believe everyone is an expert to a degree. I think what sets you apart in being able to sell your coaching or sell your services through your content is whether or not you can stand as a leader, as an authority without trying to be, okay? People respect you and see you in a light of This girl knows what she's talking about. This girl is passionate about what she's teaching. This girl has gotten results for people. Like all of this can be formed again with a small following and with very little content. Quantity does not matter half as much as quality. Consistency matters, yes, but the quality in which you show up will translate to your level of leadership in the online space being an industry leader in the online space doesn't have to look like tons and tons of followers and likes it can look like a hundred percent trust with all of your followers it can look like you having a hundred followers and having ninety percent of them engaging with you that is a higher percentage than someone who has ten thousand followers who has 10 people engaging with them on a genuine level. See, leadership to me goes back to that point of how well are you able to place value on people and have them experience that value being placed on themselves? How many times have your posts compelled someone to take action? Because I don't care how much you know, I care that you care about me. And when people can feel valued, they will automatically subscribe to your leadership, right? It's a principle that just, it's timeless, it's age-old, it's gold to understand that leadership is more than domination and statistics and accolades and titles. To be an industry leader, you need to be a people person, Okay, there's so much more I could go into this and my new program actually dives deep into this concept of leadership and what it has to do with social selling, but not only that, what it has to do with being a coach and being a really standout industry leader kind of coach. And I I get all into the nitty gritty stuff of leadership, but I want this to sink into you guys. Okay, what does it look like for you to lead in your own way in the online space? Leading is scary. Leading is is revolutionary. It's going before other people have. It's trailblazing. It's doing the things other people wouldn't normally do. And it's being comfortable in your own skin. Okay? So, I want to give you guys the three do's and don'ts when it comes to effective content creation that sells your coaching. And... I want you to run with this and implement it in your business. Share with me, you know, tag me in posts that you've created that you've really truly been vulnerable on and make a habit of it. Quit going back to the sharky marketing or the cookie cutter things just because everyone else is doing it. Start to find your own voice. Start to lean into who you are and document your journey because people do care. Okay, so the first do, I'm going to give you three do's and then three don'ts. The first do is do mix personal and business content. You need to be human. And we talked all about that in this podcast. Be human. Do be human. (laughs) Secondly, share what you actually want to. Share because it's fun. And if you're creating and it's not fun, then don't create. Go and do something fun and then go back to creating. Content creation should be fun and I want you to share what you actually want to. Not what you think you need to, but share what you want to. Share it in the way that you would. Say it in the words that you would say it in. Create the graphic in the way that you would create it. I want you to share what you actually want to. Number 3, do make content creation and lead generation fun. Make it something that you are able to commit to because it's easy. So the path, make the path have very little resistance. If the pathway that you're taking is, you know, you're you're doing a method that is tedious and boring and when you look at your page you don't you don't even like how it looks, like then clearly you're not going to keep doing it. It's a rule. James Clear makes it um, highlights it in his book Atomic Habits that the path of least resistance is the one that you are going to take. right? Like if you're gonna go to the gym and you hate going to the gym, if you could just at least put your workout clothes out and your drink bottle, then all you need to do is get up and go. Like, there is less resistance and you're likely to take that path. When it comes to also making content creation fun, do share your journey as you go. A lot of people don't do this because they feel like they can't share things until they're complete. Like, they can't share their program until it's complete or they can't announce that they're a coach yet because they don't have their qualification. Like, tell me what is wrong with posting that you are studying to be a coach or what is maybe you're not even getting a certification like me maybe you are just starting working with your beta clients what is wrong with sharing about that seriously like there is nothing wrong with it are you afraid that people will think you're you're less developed less qualified because you're sharing things as you go if that's your fear, then my friends, you are missing out on opportunities to connect with people. I can't tell you how many times I have connected with people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm, in the, I'm a few steps behind, right? You, you just launched your business. I'm actually just thinking of starting coaching. Do you have any tips for me? Like, you will find leads simply by sharing your journey. And not only that, if you document your journey, you have more content. It's just, it's an amazing no-brainer. Why not do it, right? Okay, so now your three don'ts. Number one, don't blindly follow strategies and marketing methods that everyone is doing for the sake of it. Number two, don't try to convince people that they need you. Let people decide that they want to work with you. It works out better for everybody. Trust me. And number three, don't miss the point. Don't miss the point, All of the things I shared with you about value and leadership and being a people person and being human to human, these are the things that matter in life. And so if I could break it down to you in the simplest of ways, when it comes to creating content that has high impact and converts people with ease into your services, it is more about empowerment and belief. Than anything. Because if you can show someone and have someone feel that you believe in them to be able to create crazy results in their life, if you can connect with people on everyday things and relate to them as human beings, they are more likely to come back and to keep coming back. People are people, they are not objects. They are not money holders. They are people. And when you place value on people, the value comes back. All right? I hope that this episode spoke volumes into your journey, into your business building, and into your marketing. All right? There is so much more here that I could have shared. But that is it in a nutshell. As I mentioned in this episode, please go and check out the IGTV on my story, on my story, on my Instagram. Check it out. It's a 20-minute training where I go deep, well, deeper into that content creation and social selling process. And it's also the same process that I teach inside of my program, which is actually going to be launching next week. All right, it is nuts. I seriously can't wait to get it to all of you, coaching and selling your coaching and up-leveling your coaching abilities and growing as a person. It's, It's jam-packed, and I know that you're going to get so much value out of it. There are limited spots, though, so if this sounds like the program for you, definitely hit me up on Instagram. Again, no sharky marketing. I only want people inside this program who are serious about making things happen and getting things done, so I'm going to need you to be committed if you're going to message me on Instagram, and let's have you see if you're a good fit because I want you to go all in and create crazy, mind-blowing results that are going to change your life, okay? All right, for more details, keep an eye out on my Instagram this week, and DM me if anything. If you're feeling that in any way, shape, or form this podcast episode rocked your world, then please share it with a friend. Give it a review, all of the good stuff, because I would truly appreciate it if you could join me on my mission to equip coaches and service-based businesses all around the world in building passionate, purposeful, and profitable businesses in the online space. Catch you guys later.